Hi, everybody. It's Jacqueline Kitzman um, from Awaken Tarot, the Instagram and the podcast. Uh, are y'all getting tired of that same joke yet? Because it's the only one I know. Thank you all for joining us again this week. My guest this week is one of my very best friends in the entire world. And I met her through tarot. Uh, like this like group we were in and she had just moved to Nashville and she messaged me and I messaged her and uh, about meeting up and getting coffee or tea and then she ghosted me for like <laughs> three months. I was having a mental breakdown. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then she and then like a couple months later she goes, hi, I'm so sorry. I would love to get tea. And then we did and we hit it off instantly. My guest, her name is Laura Dramas. Laura, can you introduce yourself? Hello. We're actually drinking High Garden tea right now. We are. Which is where we met and drank our first tea together. We did drink our first tea together. <laughs> Laura has had tarot cards for 15 years. Yeah, since I was a teenager. But I had them and then I didn't pay much attention. And then I, my one of my ex-boyfriends took me to Salem and he bought me a new deck probably when I was like 20. And then I actually started paying attention. Laura was another member of the retreat. I mentioned her in the first episode, not by name, because I didn't have her permission yet. And I was like, ah, okay, no, I'm just going to, but now I'm doing it now. <laughs> she came in and I was talking nonstop and Laura would be like, um, actually, I think <laughs> that was my shitty rendition of your accent. But, like, you said the most poignant, like, prominent things because you've had a fucking tarot deck for 15 years and you were, like, sitting and me, like, teaching tarot. And I was like, um, Laura, you've had them longer. <laughs> you should be teaching this. No, you're you're the most amazing teacher. Um, I paid her to say that. No, <laughs> honestly, that's true. I am... Like, I don't learn things very well. Yes, you do. So the amount of time I've had something really doesn't matter. I learned, I learned so much on that day. And I loved watching the people that was had just picked up a deck learn that fast from the amazing teacher over there. Oh, my God. You're really sweet. I... I did absolutely pay her to say all of those things. It's, <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> this is how I'm fitting the advertisements in. <laughs> no, um, I just have the utmost respect for Laura. She is, like, one of the most magical people I know. And you, I walk into her house or, like, I'm just around her and I'm like, oh, my God, we get to be witchy together. And I just, like, she's also, without a doubt, like, the kindest, most generous human I have ever met. Like, Aww, consistently the biggest heart. And I'm so grateful to have you, like this beautiful friend in my life because I met you at a time when I was like oh man I just really need like a really good friend like I really need that and you came in and it was like instantly okay we're best friends now so this is wonderful yeah same well definitely the same with you I was like I don't know anyone here <laughs> and randomly the the luck of you living in Nashville and being in that group because I don't think that I would have met anybody else <laughs> to, <laughs> to befriend her from that oh my gosh do you want to pull a card with me? Yes, I'm kind of talking. I'm kind of scared, but no, don't be scared. Only oh. for my own. No, <laughs> you know so much. It is going to be super fun. The card we are talking about today. You want to drum roll? You want to sing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll try do it. Oh, you just tap on the mic. That's nice. Go again. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Four of Pentacles. 
Yay. <laughs> you totally did. You did the Monty cup. Python and the Holy Grail. And there was much celebration. Yay. <laughs> like, oh, appropriate because um, the man who created the life of Brian died today. 71. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was very sad. Oh. So, Laura, <laughs> what do you like about the Four of Pentacles when you pull this card? And I guess we should say that I am reading with the Smith Rider weight. Um, and Laura and I, we use the same deck, actually, in the Smith Rider weight. So that's what we're doing. In the Four of Pentacles, this is a human, and they have, they are holding a pentacle. There is one on their crown, and there are two, like, one, like, two, but each under one foot. And they look like they're hugging, and they're sitting in front of a kingdom. Thoughts? Yes. Um, I see this as, like, a energy, like, where the pentacles are placed are like his chakras, like crown, root, Ooh, heart. Really? Yeah. For real? Mm-hmm. Okay. That is the first <laughs> time anyone I have known has said that. Ooh. Tell me more about that. Um, I just, it's kind of like a boundaries card, but also like protecting your own energy. Of your root, your heart, and your crown. Mm-hmm. And I think lots of people associate it with a, like... A money or a greed or a, he's like trying to hold mm-hmm. on to what he's got, but I, I think it's the like, yeah, preserving. Boundary. Yeah. Okay. I love the chakra theory. I need like, <laughs> I'm I'm almost like Gabe, write that down. <laughs> well, do it. You're sitting there. <laughs> he is. Love my Make husband so much. Um, that is really interesting because I read that the same way. I very much, when I pull this card, it's about, I don't see it so much as being like a card about being greedy or withholding. Mm -hmm. I think it can definitely sometimes serve as a reminder if your specific question revolves around that. Like, what could I be doing more of? And you get that card. It's like, oh, well, maybe like open yourself up. However, I pull this card a lot in regards to... Because fours are about the self. They're about the universe within the self. Um, Personal decisions, things that only regard you. We don't get a lot of times in the tarot, like, because everything is internal, but we're always working with the collective, where the card is all about us and the world inside of us. And fours do that. And the four of pentacles especially so, because it's so much about body and personal space and your personal choices and how they manifest in, like, tangible reality. So, fun fact. Laura is my personal queen of wands she manifests like no fucking other and i feel like that's a very four of pentacles kind of mentality because you bring things from your heart and your crown and you're into fucking existence like that how do you like what do you think about that idea i like that that's that's an interesting way to look at it too um about like using your i guess maybe as well it's like a ground grounding yourself because he is standing on two yeah what he's holding throughout the rest of his body but yes i do love that as a manifesting card i agree i don't know if my manifesting skills are for better or for worse recently so (laughs) maybe he's calling me out (laughs) i mean so actually what's been funny is that every time in every episode we've pulled a card the card is applied to my life (laughs) so hard at that point um, and one of the things that I really love about you is that you are so you, like, all of the time. Like, you, like, because you live, like, half time here, half time in L.A. Or, like, mm-hmm. a week in L.A., which I hate. You were just there. Me too. I miss you. <laughs> but you, 
remained so much yourself. Like, you were, like, the nicest person, and you've lived, like, the craziest, like, most wonderful life. And you're so you. And this card comes up, and it's kind of like, well, of course you're able to, like, manifest because you know you and how you work so well that you can bring things in and then out and make them into your reality. Like, you're, you're in your head and you're like, oh, yes, this is absolutely for me. You know exactly what you're supposed to have. And I think that's something that for myself, I don't know anything. Like very often I pull the four of pentacles and it's like, okay, what do you want? What do you want to hold on to? What do you want? And I'm always like, I don't fucking know what yeah. I want. I don't. Yes, I do think off on a tangent of manifesting. But... Yes. <laughs> Take us there. Um being authentic and knowing knowing that you're worthy of it. And maybe that's another oh my thing God. of... That's a mantra for the Four of Pentacles. You are worthy. You are worthy. Oh, I, I like that because that's why he's like showing them in material. You can tell than, Gabe to write that down. You are worthy. You are worthy. <laughs> so much nicer than writing it down. You are worthy of writing that down. <laughs> Well, that's cool. I like that. That is a really good... So actually, Laura and I, we went to the gym, and then we came back into this podcast, and as we were climbing the treadmill hill, uh, we were talking about mantras with cards, and so it makes perfect sense because you really, like, you use mantras. Yes. Like I was saying, I don't... I don't learn things very well. <laughs> so having a little poem or a mantra that goes with a card, or even, like, I asked Jacqueline sometimes like who would you relate this to as a character who then... would you relate this to as a character oh my gosh who i know you're way the... you're quicker than me i'll I'm not. tell you in three days i'll be like <laughs> okay I've got so, it. like, it's like the internet explorer like <laughs> come in so i so one i do have to say that it's not that you are like have trouble learning it's that you are such a kinesthetic learner you do you are such a movement you're a dancer you like you pick stuff up so fast when you're moving with it it's it's absolutely incredible because when you talk and you're talking about poetry your hands have you ever noticed laura you talk dance i do yeah, you do. do you like i just hit the microphone like five times talking. well you hit the microphone <laughs> like you're dancing while you go and it's so it's so amazing and i have this like I have this idea, and I wrote about this in that intuition PDF. I think I might have sent it to you, like, a long time ago. But that our intuition can be sparked, like, using our learning style. That there's something, there's some sort of link between our learning style and our intuition. And mine is reading and writing, which I feel like is really fucking boring. Because I'm like, oh, let me get my journal in my pen. No, I love that. Jacqueline, write that down. Whereas you are like, okay, but now I'm going to dance to it, and I'm going (laughs) to know it, and I'm going to internalize it. And I feel like, for you, that is so prominent. And I feel like that's another, like four of pentacles thing because it is very much about knowing if we're talking about pentacles which also relates to body and we're talking about fours which is the entire universe of the self then that would also talk about like being able to use our body yes to manifest make magic remember do anything Mm -hmm. which is something i again feel like you're a fucking master of oh my gosh i don't (laughs) i've been choosing some bad manifesting things recently manifesting some mullets <laughs> I'm sorry that, I'll leave it there <laughs> Laura's like I quit <laughs> like you guys can't see me be bright red right now um, <laughs> for people that are trying to learn tarot they're definitely um, going through the journey of figuring out how you learn is the hardest 
part of tarot, I think. It is. Because with Jacqueline's retreat, watching some of the people just, like Amanda, pick that up within a day because that's how she learns. And then there might be somebody else that's had a deck and they just cannot figure out how to relate to it. So definitely what Jacqueline was saying, trying lots of different ways to relate to the cards is way helpful. The other thing is that it's so much about like knowing and the four of pentacles is so much about knowing how you do something and retaining it right because they're squeezing these things and it's in their feet which means that they're becoming the thing that they learn they're holding on to it and internalizing it by their chest which covers their basically their throat through sacral mm -hmm. so you know chakra <clears throat> also then, the way that he's holding it with like yeah in the circular motion rather than like to the side he's it, like it cradling is the, it mm -hmm. he is and then, like, up in the, and I just said he again, call myself out. And then on the crown, it's that that knowing of something. You truly are making something your very own. And I think that in regards to learning, it is about, like, owning not that one is any better than the other, but, like, owning that learning style. And the thing with the way that I did teach this first retreat is that it was very much like if you were an audio or auditory um, reading writer, visual learner. That was going to be really easy. And I should have, I think if I were to do like do a bigger one in the future, it would definitely incorporate some sort of interpretive dance to the cards because I could even like see it being, I danced in high school, I was not like Laura danced, but like show choir. So, but I could see <laughs> like somebody like squeezing in like for this card and like bringing it out into the world, which is so much like, almost like what we do with tarot and with magic. It's you um, believe that you want it and let yourself have it, mm -hmm. which is another pretty good mantra for that card, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to write it down. So <laughs> if you were to pull this card in, like, say the question yeah. that you had was something along the lines of, how can I, how can I relate to my magic? more and you pulled the four pentacles what would that what information would you take from that i think that it would be to if fours are about being within and trusting the universe that i would i would see that relating to that question as trust in like know what you want and trust it that's all you need to do rather than these giant like doing a big spell and writing it every single day for 10 days I think that it's like everything is aligned you just have to like let it go are you kidding me <laughs> that's genius it is it's trust yourself and trust your magic within like okay I have to tell y'all you are getting advice from literally the most powerful manifester <laughs> I've ever met. So I'm over here like, Gabe, why are you not pen pencil to paper, my dear? Those are tweezers. I know. Have you been writing anything down? <laughs> are those tweezers? You didn't tell me? <laughs> Nobody told me he's been writing with tweezers. I'm over here telling him to write stuff. I he forgotten. picks up what I think is a pen. It's a fucking <laughs> pair of tweezers. I'll kill him. Divorce. Um, yeah. um, the whole time I was like, mm. you saw that? <laughs> you didn't help? <laughs> I thought he was memorizing it. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's oh, got a great man. memory. I've forgotten it all already. I'll, are you writing it down for real this time? Is he writing it down? <laughs> is he not? What does it say? What did it say? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Get out. You're fired. 
not. Okay. Uh, well, my husband, ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe you helped him. I uh, thought that there was a magic like lead on the end of the tweezer. On the end of like a half tweezer, half pen, like yeah, Boy like, Scout combo. He's got he's got all these inventions. Are you actually writing something helpful down? Okay, I don't believe him, Laura. You can double check his. I don't trust you to tell me, but I will have you double check. Um, okay, so one of the things that I really love about the Four of Pentacles is that it is traditionally read kind of like miserly, like mm-hmm. Scroogely. But for me, whenever I pull it, because I'm so bad at saying no, I'm so bad at being like, I don't have time for that, or I can't do it, or um, like I want to do everything. But the reality is that for me, because I have a chronic illness, that when I'm working with the suit of pentacles, it very often reminds me to do what my body can do, not to pretend that my body is somebody else's body, but that my body is mine. Yeah. Again, with the shot, like uh, mm-hmm. check that you're aligned before you give yourself to somebody else. Yes, and it is such a reminder and comfort to me when I pull it. It's like, hey, your body is not less than anyone else's body, but your body is your body and you do struggle with chronic illness. Don't push yourself so hard that you unalign and then have to book a session with our friend Casey who does crystal healing because you can't breathe. It's, <laughs> you know, it's a, it is such an encouraging card to me, not a miserly card, but very much a card of you have autonomy. It's so much about bodily autonomy. You can do anything you want to do with your body, even if, you know, for me, like, to be, to be honest, like I say that, and there are things I can't do with my body. Like, I physically cannot. And that is a sad truth. But it doesn't mean that I can't do what I want in my body. I know my limitations, which is a very Four of Pentacles thing. But I also know that I can move in my house any way I want to go. Or I can uh, say no to going to a place I didn't want to. Or if I want to go to the gym and do yoga and bring Laura with me, uh, I can do that. It's doesn't ma- it doesn't mean that I'm going to do it at the same level somebody else is doing it, but it does mean that I have the allowance to do something, even though I know my body can't maybe do it in the way that society mandates it should be done. Um, what I love about the way that you read and you teach is that a lot of other readers see would get this card and see it as an outside energy imposing on you but you see every single card as what is this what is this telling me about myself and that card I think has scared people off before because it can be seen to be like somebody's trying to steal your money or someone <laughs> like is being sneaky behind your back but it I love that you just relate everything that you pull relates to you rather than outside forces or a dreamy night coming to save you (laughs) a dreamy night i mean so for me one thank you for saying that that's really really sweet um i'm very (laughs) self-centered you're a leo but you're not self-centered i am i am a leo i'm not a stellium in leo like my husband leo but i of a Leo son. No, I think that for me, one of the biggest things that I've learned in regards to reading tarot is that it's internal first. Even when we are reading for other clients, our cards imprint with us. So the card applies the same way for another person as it does for me, but I'm giving it to that person. Does that make sense? It's kind of like the same idea of when uh, psychologically you think about the fact that humans 
all see colors differently. So what I see as green isn't what you see as green, but we can both point to a color and say, oh yeah, that's green, right? So with tarot, it's the same kind of mentality, I feel like, in that even when you're reading for others, you're going to pull a card and talk about how that energy has come up for you because that deck applies to you or is imprinted with your energy, but you're reading for another person. Mm -hmm. And that person is going to be able to take that card and hopefully, even if it's not the way they read that card, take information from it. Um, Which is something that I feel like when you first start reading for others, you get really scared because you're like, oh my God, what if they think about that card differently? Or what if I say this and it's wrong? But the truth is that it really is like that same thing of, my green is your green, even if your green is Mm -hmm. different than what I'm seeing. Does that make sense? Or did I just like fucking confuse everyone? (laughs) No, absolutely. I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I know what you mean. Um, So I want to ask one more thing to to you, from you, to you, from you. I want to ask one more thing. I've got a quick question. Yes. What, What do you think the, why, what's the deal with the, is he like conquering that kingdom? Like what's the, I was going to ask you the same goddamn question oh, about really? this card. Yes. Get out of my head, Laura. <laughs> We're the same person. We are, except your voice is much more <laughs> elegant than mine. I literally, here's the thing. When we're doing this podcast, we have earphones on, right? So I hear me and I hear Laura very loudly in my ear. And one of us sounds like a rat got hit by a bus. Oh and the gosh. other one sounds like they're having tea with the queen. Guess which one is but <laughs> also, Gabe told me stay six inches away, and I definitely have headbutted <laughs> at least five times. And Laura's moved like, around. I'm... I can't ever sit still. Laura's like, I'll be talking... I'm eating the microphone. <laughs> um, so that's a great question. So I'll, how about I answer and then you answer? Okay, because I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't... I have... You know what? I was going to ask you because it's something that, like, I hadn't put a lot of thought into, but while we're talking about pictorial imagery. So in my head this human is sitting in front of the kingdom because it's something that they already feel is secure. Oh, they already, like they're manifesting again. Yeah, Yeah, like they believe they deserve it. So it's already theirs. Mm -hmm. So they sit in front of it, knowing that it is coming up right behind them because believe what, you know, like what is that quote from Halloween Town? It's magic is easy. You just have to want something and then let yourself have it. Mm-hmm. The, this this person is sitting there with the elements they have, with the things they have, which is, in reality, you, they got four coins. That's not, like, they don't have a lot. But what they're doing is manifesting that because so here's a kind of fun thing if you were to look at this card and you were and you are somebody that reads pentacles as primarily work and financial related right money is at its core paper or metal it doesn't mean anything the what money is is tangible physical energy we can hold in our hands and where we put that energy it comes back to us right so when you're holding on to certain things and you're wondering how you're going to use that money, it's not like, hey, don't go spend your money. I don't believe that at all. I feel like we have this energy and if we have the ability and we want something fun, we should get it. But at the same time, where we're putting our money does eventually energetically matter, right? So if um, there's an old, like, there's an old parable in the Bible, um, not that I like go by the Bible, but it always spoke something to me. It's a, and you might know this. But it's about um, Jesus is telling a story, and there are two people, and they're tithing. And the first tither is a very, very wealthy man, and he gives a bunch of money into the tithing plate. 
And he's bragging. He's like, did you see how much money I gave? I'm so wonderful. I'm so rich. And Jesus is like, great. And then a woman comes up after him and she puts one coin in the tithing plate because that's all she had. And the man is like, oh, you put one coin in. Don't you see how much I gave? And Jesus says to the man, you gave a lot of money, but not even a portion of what you have. She gave less than you. Yes, but she gave all she had. And I feel like the message that I take from that, just like as a moral of like a nice little fairy tale story, it, not that, I mean, you know how I am. <laughs> so, you know, I think that the lesson I take from that altogether is your, where you're putting your money and the energy you're putting it into and the emotion you're giving it as truly matters. Even if you're just Absolutely. buying a coffee, that's kind of like a spell, right? Because when we think about magic, we're talking about manifesting, bending flexing, flexing. That's flexing energy, just like it's just energy and they're pumping iron at the gym. <laughs> flexing. No, but yeah, what do you what do you think about that before I, I just I run my goddamn mouth? <laughs> and I love the I love when you put a story to a card because that also is a great way to remember when you're pulling cards, you're like, oh this relates to the story Jacqueline told about the Bible. I when Jacqueline <laughs> plagiarized the Bible that one time. Yes, I remember But yeah, I I love all of that. But I, I think that if we're relating it to believe, like not living in the 3D, but living in where you want to be. In 4D, would you say? Maybe. I don't get that, though. Like, I don't, what is I just, 4D? that was like my, I don't actually know. That was my really bad pun. Gabe, what's 4D? Four dimensions. Four dimensions! <laughs> Does that come like in Are the Are we future? four dimensional? As people? We're not 3D. Yeah, I think we're 3D. I don't know. Okay, guys, we do it all here. We do tarot. (laughs) We do the Bible, apparently. We talk a lot about penises for some reason. And we we do quantum physics. We haven't talked about penis, actually, and I'm quite sad. We just did. I slipped that. I (laughs) slipped it in. I slipped it in there. Great. Thank you. That's what 4D is. That's what 4D. (gasps) Okay. But wait, do you guys want to hear a quick historical fact? Okay. So I was listening to a podcast on demonology. Um, it's called Ologies with Allie Ward. You should listen to it if you haven't. It's on demonology. And apparently medieval demons very often had, guess how many penises? Peni? Penises? More than four. Peni. Peni. <laughs> they had six peni. Wow. Because the devil's number is? Oh. Six, six, six. So they had six penises, a penis for every orifice. Everyone right now gave spaces. <laughs> I was just trying to count the holes. <laughs> I was like, it's so, so, like 60. <laughs> Six, eight. T- Gabe, just stand up and start pointing to holes in your body. <laughs> Gabe's like, I quit this job. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> we have to pull ourselves out. Of, we have to pull the penises out. Um, Laura, I'm going to ask you the same question. <laughs> Why do you think that this person is... Uh, holding on to these to these pentacles in front of the kingdom. Um, I agree. Now I now you've said that as you were saying it, I agree. <laughs> uh, what were you thinking beforehand? Um, I didn't even. That's why like talking about tarot is so great because you can look at something for so long and just be like, I don't get it. And then the moment that somebody mentions something or you read somebody's interpretation of it it makes so much sense 
So talking about it or listening to a podcast is actually very helpful. <laughs> but <laughs> Turns I, out. <laughs> I do think that it's that thing of you can like look in the mirror every day and say like, I don't have acne, but even if you do, if you keep saying it over and over and over again, eventually you, when you have wonderful skin, you'll, you kind of forget what's real because you've told yourself so many times that you don't have mm-hmm. it. It's the weirdest analogy ever. I don't know why I went zits. that. Zits. Spots. Why <laughs> zits when we had penises so readily available? If you, I can use a penis analogy, maybe. I can use a penis <laughs> analogy. Oh, my gosh. Um, but maybe, so he's he knows what he's got and he knows what he wants. And rather than focusing on just what he's got... One he's, penis, he needs five more. Yes. He's focusing on the five that he's missing, believing he already has them. <laughs> I'm, isn't that what cisgendered white men do every day? <laughs> so, there is one very angry cisgendered man who, like, stumbled upon this podcast and was like, hey, that's We're not true. Sorry. And he's going to leave one very angry review. <laughs> you mean Tara wasn't for you? I'm so sorry. I mean, Tara was for everybody. That's not what I meant. But, like, ugh. Lord. Look, so, yeah. This is what I bring out in her and make her un-PC. Un-PC. <laughs> I, oh God. If people knew, like, how my brain worked. Oh God, if you knew. <laughs> you know. That's why I've been so quiet, because I'm like, don't say that. Don't you say literally anything I do. I have no qualms. Um, Laura, do you have anything else to add about this number? Card? The coloring. Oh, here's a great question. Here, this and then, like, Laura's like, I need to leave. No, I don't. I <laughs> would talk about this forever. I was like, what else can I pretend I know? <laughs> you know everything. Okay, so quick question. And, and then last question, because Gabe just gave me that you two have been talking for too long and people will get mad. We, I, I've never known anybody that can talk as much as me. We could probably, we just drive around Nashville and just talk. We antique <laughs> and talk. And I'm point, like, Laura's like looking for magical things. And I'm like, oh my God, a tiny goat. Yes. It's a teeny tiny porcelain she goat. She has the ability to find the smallest things ever. I love them. <laughs> Why do you think this card? Because a lot of colors mean so much in the Smith Rider weight. Why do you think that the primary color on this card is literally beige? Yeah, it's like gray. There's no blue sky. Mm-mm. Um, Because maybe because he's between the spiritual and the real world. Um, He's not actually like in the planet <laughs> yeah kind of like in a liminal space yeah he's in between because he's between manifesting and reality he hasn't got what he wants yet but he knows that it's coming so it's just this between gray cocoon <laughs> i really like that kind of like at the end of the day you are your whole world so okay. take care of yourself i love that what what do you think i love that a lot um, I think in my head, kind of that same idea of being in this liminal space without distraction. You are the whole world. Whole world. I said word. <laughs> You're the whole word. Um, and I think that also, just as like a last note before I have you plug your Instagram and talk about your amazing, amazing dream catchers, um, is that this card really brings you in to focus on the self. I think that a lot of time we don't get the chance to do that. And this card has very minimal distraction to it. It's beige. It's a very, it brings all of your focus in to the middle of the card, to you, to the self, to where you are at in that exact moment. Where are you rooted? Where are you anchored? How are you feeling? 
How are you doing in the environment you're at? Do you need a bigger pot? Do you need more water? Do you need five more penises? I don't know. Um, Just kind of the mentality of really focusing in and bringing yourself into you, I think, is maybe why that color is so... I like that. I, I, again, it was something that I'd not even thought about. So I agree. Always look at the, especially on this, this deck is so amazing for the imagery of when I go to other decks, because I use the Pagan Otherworlds a lot too, which we both love. Mm-hmm. And when I get stuck on a card, I always go back to the imagery on the Smith Rider Waite because it makes so much sense. So I want to do two things. I want to talk about, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do one thing under the umbrella and say two things that Laura has taught me, okay? So the first thing relates to this card. You talked about the chakra points and I'm blown away by that. I have to go to my journal as soon as like we're done with this and write that down because that is such a fascinating thing to me. The fact that the pentacles in this card truly do align with your with your chakras and why that's so important. And uh, I think it's also so important about that self-healing, even in the body and in the environment you're at, truly does start with the root chakra and building your way up through the crown. And that's so fucking fascinating, too. Here's a little tip that Laura does when she's flipping through cards with her tarot deck. And if you are a new reader, this is absolutely genius. And I didn't think of it one time in the whole learning tarot process. And if I had known that this was something you could do, I probably would have done it. Laura takes teeny tiny little sticky notes and writes down like little keywords or phrases on the little sticky notes and then puts them on the card so that when she pulls them, she has the information right there. She's not flipping back and forth in a guidebook. And I just thought that was so fucking brilliant. I actually have a picture. And when this episode comes out, I'll put that if you're okay with yeah. it in there. Um, which is such a genius way. So if you're learning tarot, try that. Because I feel like that's such a handy piece of information that I somehow absolutely never Because you learn <laughs> way better than me. I can't even do my terms tables still. But um, I can't. <laughs> also, what, because tarot is, you're just constantly learning. Every, every single card, especially in the major, has like a planetary link. So when you want to start getting into that, you could even just make a little Ooh. note with like what planets they relate to when mm-hmm. you want to get like really in there. <laughs> That's really smart. Um, everybody, this is my beautiful best friend, Laura Dramas. Laura, can you tell people where they can find you? And can you tell them about where you they can find your dream catchers? I'm having like esophageal contractions. <laughs> esophageal contractions? Is that like a thing? It's like... <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry if you can just hear that. I was scared to open my mouth and it would all come out. I just burp. <laughs> just one long. Laura, tell us where people can find you. Sorry. One long burp. Um, I'm on Instagram. I deleted my Instagram and I started again. It's um, This Life as Laura, L-O-R-A. And on there you can find my dream catchers. It's Scorpio Somnia. And they are for sale in Nashville right now. They are. We can try and ship them, but I don't know if it would make it to you in one piece. Um, Laura made some of the most beautiful dream catchers for our wedding, and we very passionately and 
that we use them and now they hang in our house and uh she's also just the loveliest human thank you so much for joining laura <laughs> and talking you. about the I four love of talking pentacles. to you i love talking to you <laughs> i love it so much i just adore you and thank you for doing this and thank you for coming to the retreat and thank you for thank being you for always having me the best rummaging partner and never getting mad sort of when i bring you to something very small <laughs> <laughs> i'm just always blown away by your talents to find the tiniest little sheep. It's a teeny tiny little sheep. Drives Gabe crazy. Or Or teacup. You that she have found a teacup for a fairy. Oh! Bye! Bye! (laughs) Y'all don't know, Laura was just doing a really sweet goodbye, and then the music for the theme of this podcast started playing, and Laura froze up, and she went, okay, bye! (laughs) So, finished, it was... (laughs) So we can now we'll do a proper goodbye. But I kind of liked our one. <laughs> we just both looked to each other. Oh, bye, bye, bye then, bye. We both like as if we don't have control of the computer over here. We're like, oh, it's over. We have to go. Um, but we we do have to say goodbye. Please follow Laura, and I'll put your Instagram handles in the liner notes so people can find you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you. Love you. Everybody, what about Laura Dramas? It was so much fun to get to have her in the studio and on the podcast. I have just so much respect for her, and obviously uh, she is one of my best friends, so it was a super fun time. We have now come to the part of the podcast where I get out and start reenacting the entirety of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Let me get my coconuts. Uh, I'm kidding. It's the collective reading. What is interesting is that Last week, our card was the reverse Eight of Swords, and this week we have another eight, and we're still in reverse, but this is the reverse Eight of Cups. For the collective reading, what this tells me is that we have decided last week that there were things that we couldn't possibly know all the answers of, and now we have to, in, but we had to make a decision that, yes, this is happening, or this is going on, or yes, I want this intellectually, communicatively in our in our brains, but this week we now have to emotionally step up and intuitively start disconnecting or reconnecting to that decision we made from the heart, uh, which is really hard. And a lot of times when I do this for people in readings or I've heard when people pull this, it can be kind of a triggering card because people look at it as, okay, time to move on, time to go, I'm letting this go, now I'm sad. And that's that is definitely the picture on the Smith Rider Waite and the emotion that Pamela Coleman Smith most evocatively painted. But the truth of this card is that taking away just one emotion, there are decisions we emotionally make all the time beyond just making a sad decision to leave something behind. Instead of leaving something behind, thinking think of this card as moving forward because where you are, regardless of the situation, has kind of dried up and now we have to move forward to get to the place where water is. This isn't necessarily a card of sadness, though it can be. This is a card that at the core, at the heart of the card, means, okay, now we are fully and emotionally ready to move forward. Um, Now, typically, this is the part of the podcast where I uh, peace out and fucking go. But as we were editing this podcast, my husband who is here and who, even though he disrespected me with 
uh, penciling my notes down with tweezers uh, earlier in the episode, he made a really wonderful point in regards to the Four of Pentacles and a rune that I've forgotten the name of, but he is going to Fehu. That's the name. But now uh, I'd love if he kind of had the ability to chat to you about that for a second, because I think it really adds to the meaning of the Four of Pentacles. Yeah. Um, thank you for entertaining this thought that I had in my editor's chair. Um, I just had a thought about a rune that I was I was thinking about the other day. There's 24 runes in the Elder Futark. Um, not sure how that's how you say that word. Everybody seems to say it differently. But the very first rune is called Fehu. It's kind of a, a, a long stick with two other branches, I guess you could say, kind of angled upward, kind of looks like a, a slanted F. And it means, it means wealth, which in Norse... In the Norse mythology kind of translates as cattle, because the more cattle you have, the more wealthy you are. But um, in further diving into this rune, I've sort of discovered for myself that it, it it means wealth in general. And what does that mean? That can be your money, that can be your property, that can be your cattle, that can be, um, that can be anything that you hold priority over. Six penises. Right. That can be, definitely make you very wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I, I discern this as, um, whatever you hold most dear and, and high in priority. And so, um, when I, when we were talking about the four of pentacles and I was there and I was listening, um, I had the thought that that's what he was clutching maybe, um, in that this whole kingdom is behind him and he has this one thing that he desires to, to protect um, and and move through the universe with. Um, so that was that was just a thought that I had while we were while we were speaking. So thank you, Jacqueline, for letting me interject for a second. Thank you, Gabriel, for that. I appreciate it greatly, and I know our other Rooney people out there appreciate that too. Um, this is the correct place to put the ending music now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 